0: Ask yourself this question, is there truly an endpoint or a destination that we're going to? If we're constantly striving to be someone else or something else, to be like somebody else, to be less like who we are now, aren't we bound to end up in the future with the same desire and the same dissatisfaction as we have now, if that's our way of thinking? Hello and welcome. This is Self-Control, how to build a better life the podcast that will inspire you to take control of your mind and your mindset to go forward and build the life that you deserve to live. Now, I ask that question because in the self-development space where this podcast lives, where there's plenty of Facebook groups and gurus and coaches trying to sell you something, there's always that desire to improve. It's a human trait. It's innately human. There's probably a good reason for it. Of course, we should never completely do away with it, And yet, it can be used to hook us, to sell us uh, based on desire, based on uh, shame, based on fear, or based on our shortcomings. Of course, outside of that, there's the dreaded FOMO, fear of missing out. There's social pressures, right? Our, Our parents, our friends, our partners want us to look a certain way, be a certain way, achieve a certain status. And alongside all of that, there's also the complete uncertainty of the future. Nobody can tell you what will happen tomorrow. Nobody can tell you where you'll be in 10 years from now. And to control that uncertainty, right? To keep up with our peers, to please our families, to feel okay with our shortcomings, to feel okay with the sacrifices we're making now. We create a future, a future us, a future state, a place and a time and a person. We can envision them. They've reached those milestones. They've had those experiences. But can that excessive projecting into the future that making the future our reason for being now be in fact robbing us of the enjoyment of life so in this episode i want to pick up on something that i concluded in an earlier episode and i didn't plan on saying this it just kind of came out so it bears uh, examination let's say i said or i concluded that our better life happens in the present our better life happens in the now. And I think, especially within the last year as I've been getting this podcast off the ground and and changing or examining, improving the way I think about myself and the world, that has become my belief, is that a better life or an improvement in our quality of life occurs in the present moment. But of course, it's hard to square that with the claims that I made just in the last episode that having hope for the future is very much necessary as well. And so I think it's important to at least state that there's no need to create a false binary here. You don't have to live completely in the now, although there are some schools of thought and people that would have you uh, believe or attempt to achieve that. And you don't have to completely be looking toward the future, believing that better is always coming. I think that there's things that we can do in the now, in the present, where we can mindfully attend to our life at hand in the moment, that will improve our quality of life now and make for a better future down the road. So if you're here and you feel like day-to-day things could be better someday, let's consider that maybe that someday could be today and realize that it's the control of our thoughts and the way we think that can get us there. Now, if you're like me and you felt stress or anxiety about the future you know, if there's a preoccupation about what's going to happen in the future, it could be short term, right? It could be later today, it could be a week from now, or it could be 10 years or one year from now. If there's that concern about who you want to be then, or what you need, what you will need to feel satisfied then, you know, or worse, perhaps you feel restless in the moment, perhaps that enjoyment uh, of the present is not even available to you because this uh, anxiety, this fear, this this striving toward a future has has sort of taken over. If you struggle to feel satisfied or content with what you've achieved, you know, you don't, you always just say, well, I don't want to rest on my laurels, right? But if you can't even enjoy for a moment, a goal that you have at one time projected uh, into the future and have now achieved, if there seems to be like a race, you know, like someone fired off the starter's gun this morning and you've just been running or they fired it off two years ago and you're still running, if there's this urgency to get things done to just the next job, the next paycheck, the next person to covet, consume, and walk away from, let's ask ourselves this. Could it be that we're not moving towards anything at all? Could it be that we're locked in a cycle of perpetual seeking? So in this episode, I want to talk about uh, what that looks like. Let's develop an awareness if we're in this constant cycle of seeking, if we're making the future this Great place that we're going to get to one day. Uh, a place where our happiness is conditional on some future state. You know, how, how, did, how did that happen? How did we uh, get ourselves into this way of thinking? What are some of the consequences of this way of thinking? What are some of the symptoms of this way of thinking? What does it look like? What does it feel like to be trapped in this cycle? And then, of course, most importantly, what is some work that I've done on myself that I'd like to suggest to you to help you improve your quality of life in the now to get out of this cycle. We're not going to we're not going to forget about the future. We're not going to live completely in the moment. But let's let's find a nice blend here where we can feel good about who we are in the moment, have satisfaction in the moment and thus drive nicely on. Drive calmly, drive contentedly, drive drive satisfied toward the future. The three steps at the end of this podcast, uh, that's some work that I've done that has really reduced my stress, reduced my anxiety, uh, allowed me for a sense of peace of mind, a sense of self-satisfaction. Please make sure to stick around to the end of the episode. We'll get to those three simple steps that you can do to find that enjoyment of life in the present and less anxiety about the future. All right, so as you know, it's it's only natural to think about the future. It's necessary in fact, right? We we make financial plans, we save, we invest so we can go on a trip, so we can retire someday. Uh, we work hard to build a business, we work hard to move up in our careers, and we exercise and eat right so that we can look good naked when that special someone shows up in our life. And you know, for the most part, we're really the only animal that knows that one day this is all going to come to an end. So I think you know, it's only natural that we would want to build and work toward a life uh, that will be better in the future. We want to see and say that things are going to be even better than they are in the future, right? We want to see our life as upward progress. I think that, I'm I'm imagining here, but I would think that that'd be a big part of pride in old age and a sense of uh, strength and well-being in old age that you did build your life in an upward way and perhaps in those final days We'll be blessed enough to feel ready to let it end all right but sometimes this looking towards the future it leads to restlessness to anxiety or the inability to be content in the moment right we're outsourcing our satisfaction right we're making it conditional I think that this can actually be a recipe for like for mental disrupt for mental mental problems in the present if we're constantly striving if we're constantly looking up and out and away from the self to a place where, who we are is now conditional on things that we're essentially imagining. So, you know, for me, because I'm self-employed, I'm a freelancer, uh, there's months where I worry how I'm going to pay the bills, right? It's like this month is good. And there's thankfully some big projects down the road that I know will pay the bills in the future. (laughs) There's the future coming up again. What about next month, right? And the thing is, though, I've learned over time that I'm in demand enough. uh, I've done enough investing and saving that there's there's a nest egg, right? There's a backup, there's savings that I never I never fail to make the rent. I never fail to pay my bills. And so maybe perhaps a quick bonus piece of advice that I've found has worked for me is to not despair about the future. And I, I did a whole episode that I'd love for you to check out, just the episode right before this one, uh, about How hopelessness can kill us, and how hopelessness can really, really ruin our quality of life. So, you know, if you're struggling with this future striving, let's at least make sure we're striving towards a future we feel good about, or at least not let that despair about what's coming take over our lives. But because of that uncertain nature of the future, I think it's also only natural for us to want to exert some kind of control to say, of course, there's no way of knowing what's going to happen, but I need to, I need to at least have some kind of control. I need to at least have some kind of predictability. So sometimes that thinking about that constant rumination about what's going to happen in the future or that worry or that kind of over-preparedness or that excessive orientation towards the future, thinking about it, that behavior, it's a form of mindlessness, right? We're no no longer mindfully in the present. We're now projecting and thinking and looking and orienting towards something that's not real. Sure, it's coming, but whatever comes is not is likely to not be what you're imagining. That behavior, what I'm trying to say, sometimes fills the role of taking control, right? Of course, we cannot truly control what happens in the future. To some degree, we can. But sometimes that worrying, that anxiety becomes a way within us to control the future. We can say, well, At least I saw it coming. And so you may say, well, that's why I work this crappy job, right? That's why I uh, let my other social commitments, personal health commitments slide, because I need to pay the bills. And of course, the only certainties in life are death and having to pay the damn bills. But the obvious consequence here is a loss of enjoyment of life in the present. So is that the case for you? Is that grinding 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 Keep going? Oh my God. 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 hours a week just to make ends meet? Has that become a substitute for actually living life? You know, and you may say, well, part of that, part of that hard work is to move up in my career so that I won't have to work that way uh, when I'm older. And again, none of this, none of anything on this podcast is to suggest that you should live your life in a different way. But let's ask the question has that striving, Has that grinding become a substitute for actually living life in the present? Is it necessary? Is it necessary to live the way you're living now because of a future state, because of an imagined hypothetical place? Has the need to control the future led you to a present lifestyle you don't enjoy that's only function is to prevent you from worrying about an uncertain future? Now, let's also remember that uh, the constant negative or anxious thinking about the future compromises our problem solving and our critical thought you know there may be there may well be in fact a better life for you a better life for your family where next month's bills and the mortgage payments and all the payments and all the toys and all the things that you need to have satisfaction apparently there there could be a life where those aren't the central focus those aren't your reason for being those aren't your reason for not living but if that nervous energy if that anxiety about the future about what's coming about how your being, your who you are rests on that conditional future. Well, that life may well exist for you, but you'll never find it. You'll never find it if that loss of hope and if that negative nervous energy has pervaded your being. This is proven. I don't like to throw out scientific studies on this show because it's it's easy enough for you to get that information from any other source, but It is proven that constant negative attention towards something, worry, anxiety, compromises our ability, ruins our ability, lessens our ability to think critically and to solve problems. So you got to ask yourself at some point, is this constant fear of the future, this worry about the future, closed off my mind to the possibilities of what life could be? And you may say, no, guy on YouTube or guy in my ear, I'm the guy or gal, I'm the person who puts food on the table, who pays for a place for my family to live. That is what I do. It is who I am. Whatever consequences I have, so be it. I say, great, no one's telling you to live otherwise or think otherwise or do otherwise. But consider, just consider that an even better life for your family may be possible if nothing changed but the anxiety if nothing changed, but the restless worry. But the single-minded routine of accomplishing only that. When I started looking at my life this way, realizing that obsession with the future, anxiety about things to come, was changing how I behaved in the present, I knew that that was a call to change. And I can only imagine that there's folks out there who are, for whatever reason, bound to or needing to have the future in mind all the time because of commitments, because of family, right? Because of people depending on them. That doesn't necessarily mean that we can't at least entertain the thought that things could be better for us now, if we would only drop that anxiety and drop that worry that we have attached to this future. What I found was that you really free yourself in the moment when the future becomes smaller, you know, and the, the present moment where you're actually enjoying the fruits of your labor, right? When you can see your partner happy and well-rested because they don't have to work anymore. You know, where you can lay on your new couch with your dog, where your friends come and gather around in that hot tub, or you simply get to see your your credit card balance at zero. The future becomes a lot smaller when the present moment becomes immersive, like that hot water in the hot tub, when we feel it, when we soak in it, when we allow ourselves to relish it and let it take over. You know, another area of life where this sort of excessive future orientation can take over is, of course, in our self-image. Whether it's wanting to grow to a certain size or shrink to a certain size, whether we want to make a certain time in our run, we want to have a certain... Uh, weight that we make on the machine or in one of our free weight lifts, that construction of an of a future me quite often comes at the abuse or the expense of the present me, especially when we're equating our worth, when we're equating our value to numbers on a machine, right? And let's be quite clear. If, you, if you're benching 185 or you're bench pressing 225, there's not too many people who are going to be able to spot the difference just looking at you walking around the street. The average person isn't bench pressing anything. So of course we want to strive for better. I'm not telling you not to want to bench more or lift more or run faster. Those would be great markers of health, but it's when we abuse our present self and say, "Well, I'm I'm shit because I didn't make it today or I'm weak or I'm I'm unable, I'm impotent, I'm I'm just I'm not who I need to be." I think that's a big a big recipe for disaster when who we are now in the present, right? Like this is what I've spoken before as negational thinking when we refuse to see what we've done in the present because of something that we're supposedly going to or needing to accomplish in the future, it ruins the enjoyment of life. And let's not forget that if you're only bench pressing 185, you didn't come out of the womb bench pressing 185. So also don't forget to take a moment to praise yourself and to enjoy what you've achieved in the past leading up to the present, right? Otherwise let what, what, are we, what are we destined for? We're destined for a string of moments of dissatisfaction because the moment now is not the moment tomorrow and never will be. And I've talked about this before too. I used to, I still do, but I used to too, <laughs> use intermittent fasting and coffee as a way to burn body fat. And that worked all right for a year or two and then I plateaued and I refused to accept it. And then I'd end up overeating when it was time to eat because I was bloody starving. I'd sleep like crap. And I'd have wild energy swings. And again, I don't think that black coffee on an empty stomach was maybe the best move for me after a certain point. It really led to anxiety and, again, poor energy. So it's when we become too rigid in our pursuit of a better us that we lose the ability to adapt or make the necessary changes to our routine. Like like I say, a couple of years of intermittent fasting and coffee it worked well for me. Lost the weight, kept the weight off, but there was many, many years after that where I pursued that way of of eating and it it just it wasn't making any difference in my life anymore and in fact it was making things worse but I was in the pursuit of this this Patrick with less body fat and I just thought well he'll show up eventually but I was blind and I was too rigid and I it wasn't until this summer that I was able to change and so let's say that if you are driving toward the future It helps every now and then to come back to the moment periodically, daily even, and check in with yourself and your progress. How do you feel? Are you satisfied? Are you satisfied with the fact that you are driving to the future in this way? Are you satisfied with the way desire and relational, negational thinking is driving you? And it may well be. Again, we we need to balance that way of thinking to have success in the future. But let's come to the moment every now and then and ask, are we on the right track? And so this is where journaling and tracking my progress really came in handy. I eventually saw where I was failing uh, in my present decisions. I even saw, I could see in my writing, in my thinking, how my thoughts were being affected by caffeine. And I was neglecting to acknowledge what my goals were and if I was even getting there. So let's be clear. Of course, we want to have an eye to the future, but we need to also have that present, mindful appraisal of what are the goals, Am I even on track to the goals? And are my thoughts aligned with my actions in such a way that I'm going to get to where I need to be? So, you know, even if you're afraid of losing momentum by being forced to come to the present and question what you're doing, and even if this next, 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 check, 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 ching, 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 that hustling and grinding, even if that's part of who you are, balance with the present is the formula for increased productivity and purpose, especially in the long term. So let's talk now about those three ways to balance mindful presence with an eye to the future to increase that productivity and to reinforce our purpose. Okay, so if you're starting to recognize that some of those symptoms, right, whether it's anxiety and stress about the future, whether it's an inability to settle down, to be calm, to be present, to be satisfied in the moment, Um, to enjoy your achievements, Uh, if that single-minded hard work, that hustling, that grinding, if that's become who you are and you're finding that maybe relationships are slipping, personal health is slipping, um, other commitments in other areas of life are slipping, here are a couple of things that I've done myself that have allowed me to come back to the moment, to not disregard the future, but to find that balance. So like I've been saying, it is a good first step to check in and ask yourself, why am I doing this? And since you're so good at entertaining hypotheticals, why don't you also ask yourself, what might it look like to do things a different way? Is there a different road to this future? Is there a different road to this conditional happiness of mine? Do I have to work this job for the rest of my life? Do I have to eat this way for the rest of my life? Do I have to think this way and believe these things for the rest of my life? Do I have to make these sacrifices for how much longer? What is not happening in my life now because of the future I'm supposedly building? And does it have to be this way? As we're finding now, and as I' found with myself, is to question, question it. Don't be afraid to question it, because, again, that rigidity, that paralysis, that is when we truly we lose track. And now the future you think you're headed to, if you're not willing to question it, is not the future that you're going to end up with. So evaluate it. Check in with yourself. Get that plan down on paper so you can see it. Read it back to yourself. See if it even makes sense. And what I found that with myself too is because I was operating out of fear, out of anxiety, out of shame, out of not wanting to be seen a certain way, out of wanting to appear as somebody that I was not, if you're operating in these low vibrational ways, if you like, or if you're operating from scarcity, I think you're going to find that there's some logical flaws in your plan. There's some logical errors in your plan And there's quite likely some room for improvement, but again, you need to see the plan in its entirety to even be able to begin to make those judgments. Another miraculous discovery for me, and the end, in fact, of a lot of worry about the future was taking control of my nervous system. What do I mean by that? How did I do that? Number one, took control of my breathing. Number two, quit caffeine. So when it comes to breathing, when we're breathing shallowly, when we're breathing through our mouth, when we're breathing mindlessly, not even controlling our breath. And we may not be able to control every single breath from wake up to going to sleep, but the more we can take control of our breath, deep nasal breathing, activating the diaphragm, activating the vagus nerve, the more we can improve our quality of life. In fact, when we are not breathing properly, shallowly, through our mouth, mindlessly, our body, or at least I've found for myself, my my whole being, my body, my brain, my spirit begins to react as if it were hiding, as if it were in fear. Is there a reason I'm holding my breath? Is there a reason I can't breathe deeply? And what did we just finish saying about operating from a place of fear? It's that when you're doing that, at least what I found, I became thoughtless and I became stupid. I became a poor decision maker and it compromised my judgment. Being able to take control of my breath throughout the day has allowed me to live a better life. It's removed the uh, fear over the future, especially that short-term future where it's like, oh my God, later today, I have to leave the house. I have to meet with these people. I have to do this thing. I got to work all night. But if you're breathing, if you're breathing in the now, that big, scary future is not a problem. And of course, for caffeine, I've said this before, so I'll just quickly say it. I've done an episode about Uh, Coffee. I think if you're on YouTube, you can find the thumbnail. It just says coffee was screwing up my life, but and it really was but quite simply coffee acts on the brain acts on the nervous system in a way that makes us enter a stressed out state enter that fight or flight mode make us feel as if we are challenged or make us feel as if there is a problem that we need to attend to and what i also found with caffeine is that it really added to a sense of urgency as if as if it was always something to do next 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 and you know that constant striving towards the future uh pairs really nicely with caffeine it takes us out of the moment and it's always what is next what is coming down the road, what do I need to do? And lastly, a general approach to mindfulness as often as possible i found has really taken away a lot of that anxiety, a lot of that fear about the future. I, I began to really enjoy life when I did the everyday things mindfully. It's not necessarily about doing extraordinary things, but we can do our everyday things, our things in the moment mindfully, truly. Like just the other, just before I did this podcast, I watered a house plant and then I walked back down the hall, and for whatever reason, I just chose to live in the moment, to to feel how the plant felt in my hands, to see the light coming in the hallway from from different doors and windows, to just feel my feet on the carpet, and walk down. It sounds crazy, but every little moment can become a beautiful moment in the present if you're actually doing it, rather than walking this plant down the hall and thinking, oh, shit, I got to record a podcast, I got to edit the podcast, I got to get it up, blah, blah, blah then you're not even really doing the thing, are you? You're doing two different things at once, and in a sense, you're doing nothing. To me, mindfulness, it brings a real quality of appreciation to our life, right? Walking, writing, watering the plants, conversing, doing the work that you do in your day. You're doing it in the moment. You're truly doing it. Attending to the task at hand, aligning our thoughts and actions, right? Thinking about what we're doing and choosing that self-control, choosing to be there in the moment doing that thing, thinking about that thing. And I think that the more mindfulness I was able to bring to my life, the more control of my breathing, the the reduction of the stimulants, and that willingness to ask myself in the moment, what am I doing and what am I doing it for? Suddenly now the future wasn't this big, scary place. Yes, there's uncertainty. Yes, there are important people in my life who are going to pass away before I do. Yes, there are failures to come. Yes, there are, Horrible, horrible, dark days. But they're not here now. And just as today will come and go, those days will come and go. If you make the future this big, scary, dark cloud that's coming down towards you, or this place where if you're not something when you get there, you won't be worthy, then that's the future you will get. That's the future you'll end up with. You won't be worthy and you'll be overcome by it. By removing that urgency, by coming to the present moment, I began to feel better about the future. And I think that if you can find that satisfaction in the moment, you might be willing to say that that future is not so far away. That better day might be right here or it might be tomorrow. It might not be an impossibility. You might be someone who's worthy of stepping into that future if you would just come to the present and see it for what it is, see yourself for who you are. I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for watching please feel free to get in touch on Facebook. Uh, If you're you're just listening to these episodes, do know that we are doing video content uh, on YouTube. We've got full episodes as well as some, some short clips. Would love for you to check those out. And as always, please remember that better is possible.